When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to welcome you to our exhibition of Hamilton. Hi, I'm Rachel Hampton. And I'm Daisy Rosario, and you're listening to ICYMI. In case you missed it. Slate's podcast about internet culture. And we are back. Cue the triumphant Rocky music. We are jogging up some stairs. Ba-na-ba! <laughs> In Philadelphia. <laughs> yes! Uh, We are still working on finding a permanent replacement for our dearly departed Madison, but in the meantime, Daisy has graciously agreed to strap into the driver's seat with me once again. Hello, Daisy. Hello, Rachel. Thank you for having me. Very happy to be here for today's topic. I'm glad you're here because I need you (laughs) for this episode. (laughs) I think one of the best things about Madison and I's partnership was that our obsessions were completely different. We did not share a single focus point. I talk right. about Tumblr, she'd grown. She talked about Taylor Swift, I'd nod politely. That's a great hosting combination, yeah. It is. But what that means now that she's gone is that I desperately needed to call in a ringer for today's episode, which is about one of Madison's obsessions, musical theater. Mm. Somehow, every single time we've talked about musical theater on the show, Madison has not been here. I don't know how that happened. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like if I asked you to give us your musical theater bona fides, we might be here for a while, which is great. Yeah, I mean, I I was a theater kid, to be fair. (laughs) So instead of us, you know, going through your filmography, your theater credits, I'm going to paint you a little scenario. It's 2 a.m. You're like two or three margaritas in. And you've decided to give the performance of your life in your living room. You've got your broom microphone. You've got your dramatic blanket dress. What song from what musical are you singing? Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Wow. (laughs) I love this question um, because I have to say these dramatic at-home performances do still happen. Of course. Not as often as they did when I was younger, but they do still happen. So I got to go with something from Rent, which also probably dates me. I saw the original cast on Broadway in (gasps) high school. Thank you very much. Oh, my God. And it was amazing. Like, I won the lottery for tickets. So it was, like, unbelievable. That's so cool. It was incredible. And not only was I a theater kid, but like I ended up going to college for theater and like specifically Mm -hmm. performance art because, again, I was just like always chasing the big bucks. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So the song that I would choose, if I'm a thousand percent honest, is Over the Moon from Rent. Only thing to do. Only thing to do. The one where she's like performing her performance art song in the lot 
that is like full of homeless people or whatever. Like that is the song. Because not only is it like fun and weird, but it like scratches every itch. And I mean, you can't go wrong with an Adina Menzel song. Oh, literally never. What's funny is that, um, I'm sorry to say this, that's literally the song I always skip when I listen to the soundtrack. (laughs) I still love that choice. I feel like it actually says a lot about you. Um, (laughs) I'm scared of what it says, though. That's for the audience to decide. Yeah, it's true. But now that we're warmed up, we've done a little vocal exercises, we've learned a bit about Daisy's psyche, it's time to dive in to the actual topic for today, which is the sordid tale of none other than Scamilton, the original or not musical. It's an illicit production of Lin-Manuel Miranda's Tony-winning musical Hamilton, and it's recently gone viral on TikTok, but not for any of the good reasons. Scamilton was staged by the Door McAllen Church in McAllen, Texas, and I'm sure you can guess where this is going. As churches in Texas are known to do, they modified the original text to fit their ideology, adding some religious themes, some new turns of phrases, and some sermons that are homophobic. Ah! (laughs) And to top it all off, that all comes together to create what is, uh, you know, it's a not good production, (laughs) essentially. Like, I do want to acknowledge there's a lot of just like what are clearly like young parishioners in Mm -hmm, this. And I don't really mm want to judge their individual performances too much. But let's say that overall, as a production, (laughs) (laughs) wow, wow. And it has managed to catch the eye of none other than Lin-Manuel himself. So after a short break, we are going to get into the hilarious details of this performance in the way that, of course, TikTok helped bring it to light. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. America. We are endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. By honoring your career calling, you impact your family, your friends, and your community. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu. And we're back in the room where it happened. Daisy, (laughs) can I tell you a secret? Yes, please. Actually, I would like to retract that. It's not really a secret. I don't want to oversell this. But it is something I've never shared on this podcast because it's wildly specific. There's no reason for it to be brought up except for now. Oh, okay. Do tell. Okay. So my high school, which had a very good football team, to be clear, played against McAllen in the games before the championship which is called 
the playoffs, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, it's usually the playoffs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm not very good at this. That's fair. But importantly, we lost. And it was the only game we lost that year. Oh. <laughs> and so for quite literally a decade, I've held a grudge against the city of McAllen, which is none other than the city where the church that put on Scambleton is located. Oh my God. Okay, I love this like highly specific intra Texas animosity. <laughs> so, way back in the beginning of August, which it was a month ago, but feels like so much longer ago. So much longer. There was an evangelical church in none other than McAllen. And they made a big mistake, m- many big mistakes, that has given us content for at least the next several months, if not a year. They decided to stage an unauthorized production of a musical. And here's where I admit my ignorance. I can admit when I don't know something. And I will say until quite recently, I assumed that once a musical had been staged on Broadway, that anyone anywhere could stage it for themselves. And that is apparently very wrong. I don't know why I thought that. But I was (laughs) like, once it's out there, anyone can do it. I thought it was like you you put out a poem and anyone can read it anywhere. Wrong. Incorrect. Not at all. I mean, I won't get into all of the details, but I do know quite a lot about show licensing, particularly plays and musicals. And pretty much any version of a musical that you're seeing has been licensed. Like even if you go to like your cousin's second grade production of Annie, what they are performing is a licensed version of the show called Annie Jr. That was like rescripted for kids. Like literally, it is always licensed. And these rules are really, really strict. So apparently this church was operating under the same set of misconceptions I was, <laughs> which is that it's out there. Might as well do it. Why not? Um, or maybe maybe this entire saga is actually just a little a little parable about hubris. Or That's my gut instinct. <laughs> maybe they saw Barlow and Bear and thought, I can do better than that. Yes, that is a reference of the last five years. <laughs> Either way... On August 5th and 6th, they staged production of Hamilton that they put a lot of money into based on the ad for it. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show. Now, you might be thinking, those voices sound really familiar and if you are hello hamilton superfan i see you i know you and you're correct here's the trailer that disney plus produced for hamilton when they added a live performed version of it onto the platform ladies and gentlemen welcome to the show Oh my It's the same God. thing. <laughs> I thought it was going to be like inspired by deeply, but no, that is no! just the same thing. They use the same track from Disney. <laughs> that is wild. Um, but also you will probably be unsurprised to learn that now Disney is involved, right? So mm-hmm. great choices being made here. So, good. so this was their second mistake. And believe me, more will be made. Like, for example, live streaming one of the performances and uploading it to YouTube on August 6th. Never give the internet video footage that they can chop and screw up because they will. And they did. 
They the did. first reports about what the internet now affectionately refers to as Scamilton came from the theater community. One of the first articles came from the Onstage blog, and they cited Howard Sherman, the director of the Arts Integrity Initiative, who noted the fact that Scamilton not only changed lyrics, but tacked on a homophobic sermon to the end of the play. We'll get into some of those changes later, but suffice it to say, those were the first people who noticed it, and they were definitely not the last. That's right, because enter TikTok stage left. By the end of August, the hashtag Scamilton on TikTok had more than 40 million views as eagle-eyed viewers noticed some changes. There are a lot. And in true TikTok fashion, an entire universe has cropped up around Scamilton. The hashtag also includes analysis of the legal goings-on, which we'll talk about later. There are skits about what Scamilton versions of other plays like Wicked would sound like. And then, of course, there are the best of Scamilton videos, which we will play for you. First up, we've got this rendition of one of my actual favorite songs from the show, Who Lives, Who Dies, Who Tells Your Story. Can I show you what I'm proudest of? I established the first private orphanage in New York City. The orphanage. I introduced hundreds of children to Jesus as they're growing up. I'm not sure what I love most about that. The second orphanage that just never fails to make me laugh because someone missed their cue. A few someone's missed their cue. Or the fact that earlier in the song, they basically completely scrub out Angelica Schuyler. This church was basically like, fuck sisterly bonds. We have Jesus. Right. We don't care about <laughs> Angelica Schuyler. Jesus will take the place of your sisters. And Peggy. <laughs> oh, poor Peggy. <laughs> <laughs> but speaking of sisterly bonds, I just feel like we have to listen to this version of Schuyler Sisters, which is immaculate. There's forgotten lines. Oceans rise, empires fall. It's much harder when it's on your gone. Wonderful armed battalion. Honestly, same King George. I too sometimes just want to stop in the middle of talking and I'm like, well, <laughs> where was I? Where How did was we get I? Here? <laughs> <laughs> um, there's whatever the opposite of a harmony is. I, uh, I, I just, uh, <laughs> I, 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 like I said, I really don't want to be uh, mean to the individual uh, people doing it because I actually love amateur theater and I want people to just enjoy their artistic hobbies more without having to monetize them, but they did put this online. So let's just acknowledge that. They did. They did. Listen, I'm tone deaf, but I also would never stand up on a stage because I know I'm tone deaf. (laughs) (laughs) There's also, uh, you know, let's not forget about those random sermons. Stop running from God, Alexander. 
His word says, if we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us of all unrighteousness. And I guess a sermon isn't unexpected for a church, but it's not like it's replacing something in the play. They just shoehorned a sermon in there. I mean, honestly, part of what's really weird about it is that it's like 92% the regular show and then with like some lyric changes about Jesus and then some sermons. And there's also so much of probably the one thing that we could have really expected, which is censoring. Yes. Boy, did they censor. (laughs) Dear sir, I hope this letter finds you in good health and in a prosperous enough position to put wealth in the pockets of people like me. You see, that was my wife I saw you with. Wow. Look, she courted me. In case you haven't seen Hamilton, he's referring to adultery, and they refer to it much more explicitly in the play. I would actually like to shout out whoever plays Aaron Burr in this production because he is carrying the show on his back. He needs to see a chiropractor because my man, his back must hurt. Like this version <laughs> of Wait For It is not bad at all. I'm willing to wait for it. Okay, we see you, Aaron Burr. We see you. I think the guy who played Aaron Burr is that guy in the group project who shows up knowing he's the only one who has actually paid attention for the entire, you know, semester and he's going to be doing all the work. (laughs) And it's working. Get that man a real stage. (laughs) Yeah, respect to uh, the actor playing Aaron Burr. And I mean, Mm -hmm. at this point, some of the more depraved among you might want to go seek out the full version of this musical uh, unfortunately it only lives in the afterlife of the Wayback machine because the door mccallan church has taken down the live stream because surprise surprise none of this is legal <laughs> we're gonna take a short break remember what a harmony sounds like and when we come back we will get into lynn manuel's involvement the church's response to said involvement and the future of scamilton the unoriginal musical In 2007, TV network CBS dropped 40 kids in the middle of the New Mexico desert as part of a brand new reality show. These kids would have to build their own society from scratch. And if this sounds like Lord of the Flies to you, well, it was meant to. We were on this mission together. We were going to prove to the world that we could make a better society than adults could. I'm Josh Gwynn, and I want to know what this wild TV experiment was really about. Split Screen, Kid Nation, a six-part podcast from CBC. Available now. Hi, this is Dahlia Lithwick, host of Slate's legal podcast, Amicus. If you're listening to this show, you might be interested in Amicus's live show that we're hosting in Washington, D.C., on Tuesday, May the 14th. My colleague, Mark Joseph Stern, and I will be talking to some amazing guests, including Sherilyn Eiffel and a sitting state Supreme Court justice, all about how originalism, a relatively recently invented way of interpreting the Constitution, has taken over the Supreme Court and radically reshaped the law. 
It's been doctrinal rocket fuel for the conservative legal movement and facilitated the rolling back of abortion rights, the expansion of gun rights, and the obliteration of the separation of church and state. And as another wildly consequential Supreme Court term careers to its end, the court's originalists are on a tear. But there's something you can do about it, and we hope you'll join us in D.C. on May 14th to explore the possible pathways out of the current situation. Go to slate.com slash amicus live for tickets. Hi, y'all. If you love our podcast, then please consider subscribing to Slate Plus. When you subscribe, you get no ads on any Slate podcast, including this one. You'll be supporting the show. ICYMI would not be possible without the support of Slate Plus subscribers. And you'll also get bonus segments or episodes on shows like Slow Burn, Hang Up and Listen, Mom and Dad are Fighting, and Big Mood, Little Mood. And you'll get unlimited reading on the Slate website, which means you get access to every single article and advice column on Slate without ever, ever, ever hitting the paywall. Just visit slate.com slash ICYMI plus to sign up. That is slate.com slash ICYMI plus. And we're back with more scams. Daisy, I have a philosophical question for you. Okay. Would you say this is technically a scam? Mm. I feel like if you're going to a production of Hamilton put on by a local Texas church, you know what you're signing up for. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Except the thing about this church is that they also lied to their congregation. Oh, a church lying in this economy? Shocked. (laughs) Color me shocked. I need a fainting couch. (laughs) So during an August 7th sermon, the pastor of the door said that the Hamilton team gave them a license to do their production. So we would like to once again thank the Hamilton team for giving us the license to perform our version of Hamilton. Uh, We did post, people got a little excited, and so we posted uh, some footage online. Uh, We were immediately contacted by a lawyer from the Hamilton team and uh, asked us to remove the footage. We did that immediately. We apologized uh, for any inconvenience and uh, she gave us the okay to continue last night. And so we're very grateful for the Hamilton team. Thank you so much for entrusting us with such an amazing, amazing play, amen. Now this would be a pretty big deal for a few reasons and it also raises a lot of questions. Now, first, Hamilton isn't granting amateur or professional licenses for any stage productions. Shows don't usually even do that until the original Broadway production has ended and it's still running. So why would they grant one to this random church? Mm-hmm. Second, Disney's involved. Not much really needs to be said about how they feel about their IP. So how are they feeling about this? And third, if the Hamilton team gave their permission, Did they also give their permission to change the lyrics and add in the homophobic sermon at the end? Because even if you do have a license for a show, it's usually so explicit in the license that you are not allowed to change anything. And if you're allowed to change anything, it's clearly listed what you're allowed to tweak and what you're not allowed to touch. Again, as someone who thought you could just go out and stage a production of Rent whenever you wanted, these are all amazing questions. (laughs) (laughs) And now we have answers, because on August 8th, a Hamilton spokesperson told Ryan Wood, an executive producer at a local Dallas TV station, that they, in fact, did not grant a license to the Door Church. Wait, I know you said they lied, 
But I didn't right. mean they lied like this. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Wow. According to this statement, the Hamilton team was made aware of the unauthorized staging on August 5th and immediately issued a cease and desist letter and mm. a demand for the removal of any videos and images on the Internet. However, apparently the official Hamilton team is a benevolent bitch because they <laughs> told the door that they could proceed with the August 6th performance on the condition that there was no evidence of the performance existing. But it also seems like the Hamilton team did not know that the church had made changes to the script because in a follow-up statement, they said that they were reviewing those changes to determine further action. If there's anything I've learned from the past like 25 minutes is that you can't make changes <laughs> no, you can't. to musicals. <laughs> no, you really can't. Because it seems like more than anything else, those changes are really what got the church in trouble besides like the unauthorized staging of it. Because yeah. on August 9th, the Dramatist Guild, which is a phenomenal name, just a pheno phenomenal name. It's giving Shakespeare. It they is. issued a <laughs> statement with the hashtags, don't change the words and don't change the music, which unilaterally condemn the church for changing the words and the lyrics and the music. Yeah. I mean, see what I mean? Licensing does not usually allow for such changes. I'm going to read a bit of the statement because the Dramatist Guild, they gave drama. Love it. We hold up the Door McAllen Church's brazen infringement to shine a light on the problematic pattern of some theatrical organizations performing authors' work without a license and rewriting the text without authorial consent. No organization, professional, amateur, or religious, is exempt from these laws. And then Lynn himself retweeted it, saying... Grateful to all of you who reached out about this illegal, unauthorized production. Now lawyers do their work. And always grateful to the At Dramatist Guild, who have the backs of writers everywhere, be it your first play or your 50th. I'm now thinking about becoming a playwright just to join the Dramatist Guild because I love a union, but I especially <laughs> love a union with a fancy-ass name. Like... <laughs> And also because unions get results, including what is functionally a notes app apology. It's so funny that at the beginning, the door McCallum was like, actually, we have the right to perform this. And then the Dramatist Guild got involved and they were like, no, we didn't. Nope. Oh, <laughs> no, sorry. No, um, no. Sorry, we didn't. <laughs> On August 23rd, the Dorm McAllen uploaded a statement to Instagram that basically completely contradicted their earlier statements because I'm assuming they heard from some dramatist lawyers. So the statement reads, in part, because this, this was long, so we, we made a choice. The Door Christian Fellowship McAllen Church did not ask for or receive a license from the producers or creators of Hamilton to produce, stage, replicate, or alter any part of Hamilton. Nor did we seek prior permission to alter Lin-Manuel Miranda's work by changing the music, the lyrics, deleting songs, and adding dialogue. Our ministry will use this moment as a learning opportunity about protected artistic <laughs> works and intellectual property. Lastly, we will pay damages for our actions. Not a learning opportunity about artistic works and intellectual <laughs> property. How are you going to put that on the sermon? I'm just, I want to hear what they, <laughs> I just want to hear what this like proselytizing for intellectual property is going to sound like. Right? And I mean, at this point, the damages are undisclosed, but a spokesperson for Hamilton said in a statement to the outlet Law and Crime that they will be donating all damages to the South Texas Equality Project, which is, quote, a coalition of organizations that work to advocate for, celebrate, uplift, educate, and provide support to the LGBTQIA plus community of the Rio Grande Valley. 
I love that. I love it too. This is really, this is coming up, coming up Hamilton. (laughs) (laughs) And fortunately, or like unfortunately, depending on how you feel about scams and artistic infringement, this might not be the last we hear of this specific church because some internet sleuths noticed before the church wiped their entire YouTube page that Hamilton is not the first musical that this congregation has remixed. You've read the Bible before? Oh, that old book? It isn't any different from any other fairy tale. This isn't just any book. What other story do you know of an innocent prince who chose to become like everyone else, only to be hated and killed to free his people? Jesus Christ. Because of his sacrifice, we can have hope of being changed, no matter how hopeless our lives have become. But do you really believe that someone would sacrifice their life for a beast like me? That's Belle from Beauty and the Beast converting the beast to Christianity. So for some reason, this church has decided to like fully take Disney on as their enemy. I don't know why. <laughs> oh my God. And then, okay. And then this is a clip from kind of, I mean, all musical theater is gay. I say this as a gay, but like probably the most unofficially gay musical of the last few years is the movie, The Greatest Showman. I turned my back on all of y'all when y'all needed me the most. And I'm sorry. I abandoned you. So please, I ask you to forgive me. And God, I did the same thing to you. My favorite thing about that production is that people on TikTok are calling it the greatest con man, which, oh, chef's kiss. I like that. I like that too, right? Right? I feel like we usually end on some lesson, I guess. But don't steal is in the Bible, and respect copyright laws is common sense. I don't know. We've had to talk about it a couple times now (laughs) lately. That is true. Barlow and Bear is on the line right now. (laughs) (laughs) But I feel like the true lesson of today is I will always get my revenge, even (laughs) if it's 10 years later and requires multiple Christian fied (laughs) versions of musicals. I never lose. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? I love that for all of us. All right, that is the show. We will be back in your feed on Saturday, so please subscribe. It is the best way to never miss an episode, to never miss a scam musical, a scam musical, if you will. Please leave a rating and review in Apple or Spotify and tell your friends about us. Tell your parishioners about us. Don't tell your parishioners who are committing copyright crimes about us. You can follow us on Twitter at ICYMI underscore pod, which is also where you can DM us your questions or other legal versions of musicals. And you can always drop us a note at ICYMI at Slate.com. ICYMI is produced by Daniel Schrader and Rachel Hampton. I'm Daisy Rosario, Slate's senior supervising producer of audio. And Alicia Montgomery is Slate's VP of audio. See you online. Or on Broadway. Having seen the Chicago production, I was like, I finally get that Hamilton's supposed to be sexy. Because Hamilton's supposed to be sexy? Hamilton's supposed to be sexy. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. 
a laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over prohibited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.